What's up, Tom? Hey, Craig. How's your week been? It's been pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. The yeah. weather's nice. Oh, we were just in the great white north, Minnesota. Enjoying your hot dish? Enjoying some hot dish? Yeah, you oh, were. Oh, gosh. It was great. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. You look about 20 pounds heavier. Well, that's true because I remember why I was 70 pounds heavier, and it was because of delicious Midwest cuisine. Quiz- now you're back in sweatpants. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I had to get new uniforms. Speaking yeah, start. That, speaking of that, how often do you think firefighters actually order new? I mean, new bunker gears because they gain weight. I don't know about bunker gears, but you can definitely when you go to like an awards ceremony and you're like, man, you should have got a, a different. But I mean, you a. can you could see like the guys who, you know, they can't even button the, the oh, that uh, top. bunker pants, or they need like uh, seatbelt extenders for their air packs. It's not right, man. Well, you're not going to change it. Not with that attitude. Are you? Are you going to change it? Hey, listen, everyone's at How a, are you going to change it? Everyone is at a different point in their journey. Why do you think that why do you think that the fire service is allowed to mirror society and be just as overweight as everywhere else? Uh, cuz we have allowed that. We've allowed it to happen because we're too afraid of getting sued by someone saying they're being discriminated against because of their weight that's all all right that's okay, enough, why do you enough have serious to, talk let's go let's get to the fun stuff why do you have to be such a downer just, I, that's what i said let's go to the fun stuff hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jeez, man. Anyways, let's do something really nice and light. Armed eight-year-old carjacked car led cops on chase Alabama police say. Oh, but, you know, you can't, you can't shoot him. He's just a kid. He's just a kid, man. So, Alabama police say an armed eight-year-old who led police on a chase Tuesday before crashing into another vehicle had actually carjacked the owner of the car he was driving. I would love, I probably would pay to see an eight-year-old carjack I mean, somebody. well, here's you think my... It was like, do you think it was like a grandpa? I, I don't know. It's like, innocent grandpa. And he's like, okay. He's like, what the hell is and happening? Like, he, he's not really in touch with the site. He's like, this is what they look like now? This is, this is a teenager? I mean, here, okay, I'm going to keep going. Montgomery police said officers were called to an address on West Fairview Avenue approximately 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Okay? Kids should probably be in school. Probably? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Upon investigation, learned that the child had stolen a victim's car at gunpoint. After obtaining the description of the car, police spotted the vehicle driven by an 8-year-old and attempted to pull it over, but the child refused to stop. The stolen car eventually ran into another vehicle, so impacting another person's life. Once the car stopped, police detained the child and turned him over to juvenile justice authorities. He's been charged with robbery, fleeing police, and alleged possession of a firearm. He's probably a pretty good kid. I mean, if he won't stop for police, he'll surely stop for his parents. Well, police are the problem, right? Aren't they the bad guys now? Yeah. They, I mean, they shouldn't be targeting an 8-year-old. I mean, <laughs> come on. Here's my thought, though. How, what's your average size of an 8-year-old? What, like 4'2"? Okay, so tiny, 60 right? 60 pounds. Super tiny. Yeah. What kind of gun was he holding? 
That must have looked. Ah. Yeah, it must have looked ridiculous. <laughs> Can't even like hold it up. He's just struggling. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He's got carrying phone books with like him so he can sit on the seat. fingers around the trigger <laughs> exactly. so he can squeeze it. He's, hey, I know you can't fire that. There's no way you got the finger strength. So so between uh, 1980 and 2020, how many serious violent crimes by youth do you think there were? Are we talking percentage or are we talking numbers? No, this is numbers. numbers. In 40 years? Yeah. 3,000. 100,000. Hmm. But that's from 12 to 17-year-olds. This is not counting babies, like 8-year-olds. Which is the highest growing, highest Highest growing. It's gone up. It's gone up by a thousand percent because of this dude. (laughs) Oh man! Uh, So by simply, are they holding his name? uh, Yeah, obviously. Mm, Okay. Uh, So he can do adult things, but can't be charged as an adult. How about Uh, his parents? Do we get to find out who his parents are? Man, that would be an interesting backstory to see. Like, because no eight-year-old wants to do that. Do you think maybe you just? Lots of Grand Theft Auto, and maybe like complete replays of Gran Torino, and then he's figured out I'm going to go carjack guys. I mean, I think it's pretty much debunked that video games have any negative impact. Oh, let me pull this up. Yeah, you haven't read that. Um, I don't know who I was listening to, but basically talked about the Kentucky mass shooter. You know, from years ago. This was like. Mid 2010s or something. His kill rate was like oh. in the 98th percentile. Like. So that was in the book On Combat. Okay. And they talk about so. how um, they would have kids go in to a shoot house who were like high level video gamers, mm-hmm. and their count was much higher than that of like trained police officers. But how do you say it's not? Doesn't affect? They debunked that. That's. Uh, so there are outliers, like without a doubt. Okay, so you're saying that's an outlier? Yeah. So, um, the theory behind why those kids were having high shoot rates was that they feel like they're still playing a video game. And so or that they just have a lot of practice too. I thought like, yeah, a ac- target acquisition yeah. stuff like that. So there was a study done, uh, from the Royal Society, uh, out of the University of York. So over in... Um, Europe, and it basically is saying that they don't affect young players, but they do have, they do acquire skills like that. Don't you think it desensitizes them to death and consequences? So this study was basically arguing that it gets out those, those like violent tendencies in a game as opposed to actually doing it in real life. Hmm. So... I don't know. Choose your own adventure. But That's one study, though, right? Yeah. Has there been any other ones? I mean, oh uh, well, there's some that are on the contrary, obviously. Okay. But it's just I'm like, gonna. It's just, just like anything else, right? You can, I think it's. I think it does. Des- I think it desensitizes society. Like when you see that, it's like, oh, I just I killed somebody. Oh, on to the next game. You well, know. I think what it does is it would give someone the thought that like, oh, you could actually go do this. Like in a video game, like Grand Theft Auto, if you take a normal eight-year-old kid, like some Amish kid who's never seen that stuff, he'd be like, well, why would I ever point a gun at someone and take their car? But I don't think that if you took a kid who, you know, had a relatively quote-unquote normal childhood and he was playing violent video games, it's not going to push that kid to do violent video games. I don't think they're... Violent, to do violent 
to do violent crimes or whatever. Right. I think it's more of yeah, I mean, I already susceptible to violence based on their childhood. And this is just kind of giving them a false reality. Yeah. Giving them some ideas. Yeah. Okay. Because I've played a ton of violent video games. Do you remember when I know when we grew up, the big thing was like Mortal Kombat? Oh, I love Mortal Kombat. When that came out. Finish him. <laughs> Where were you? Oh, I was the uh, Scorpion. I was Sub-Zero. Of course you were. Sub-Zero. You know, I'm actually surprised by that since you hate the cold so much. Maybe that's why. I was tired of kicking so much ass <laughs> in, in the blizzards. Um, wasn't, who was, wasn't Scorpion the one with the, pull you with the rope oh, across yeah. the Get over here. Yeah. That was uh, Scorpion, right? Yeah. Do you remember the blood code for that? This is how no, much I played. No. A-B-A-C-A-B-B. <laughs> yep. You're welcome. Can you imagine me in sweatpants just playing hours and hours of Mortal Kombat? What what else was there? I mean, that was the big one. Yeah, I mean, they had like uh, the first Doom came out. Um, mm. That was a big one. But that was like a computer that game. That was like a nerd game? Yeah, that's where I was at. I was, certainly wasn't out with my friends. <laughs> um, they're like, hey, hey Mom, I'm done with the Super Nintendo. I'm going to go play some computers now. After that, I'm going to just watch some more TV, <laughs> some American Gladiators. Oh, yeah, dude. So, basically, if this kid was in this youth category, I don't know what his sentence was going to be, but by simply implying that a dangerous weapon is present, carjacking penalties can increase significantly with fines as high as $30,000 and a prison sentence up to 15 years. Okay. Serious. That's serious it's business, not happen. No, it's not. Rehabilitate. It's absolutely not. Um, I mean, like I said, I'd be a good, uh, be good like research. Just find out who the parents are and what that is. I have my guesses, but I would really like to know. Yeah, is it is this single parent household? Is it is it maybe it's like a foster family type thing, or like you know, like he's he's gone from home to home. I mean, clearly something has gone wrong along the way. Yeah, it's not just the video games. Right, I would agree with that. Yeah. Nationwide trend of stealing laundry detergent from grocery store hits Colorado. I didn't steal laundry detergent from grocery store, but remember the whole like fountain thing? You you could big old fountains you could put like dish soap. What? In it and it would oh, like stuff. in like a park? Yeah, I did that. Seriously? Hell yeah. What what else? I was bored, man. So what did you do? You just dumped like Well, a- last week I went into the store. <laughs> <laughs> No, you, you just, I don't know, you just throw it into the middle, and it's where the, where the spout comes out, you know, it's just, it just creates the bubbles. That actually kind of, I mean, it's harmless, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, soap, eventually. I mean. So do they have to, like, drain the whole thing? I mean, they filter that stuff. I don't think it's, like, a incoming water outgoing. I think it's, like, a filtered body of water. So, I don't know, maybe they. You know, you had an interesting childhood well, I think on a few, a, a few. Good, that's a good word to use. A few episodes ago, we talked about you being held at gunpoint by the police, and now you're talking about public vandalism. Unreal, man. Well, you found a story when I was eight years old, so that I mean, is actually it was, only went downhill from there. That's actually a really good call. <laughs> uh, the nationwide trend of thieves stealing laundry detergent from grocery stores has made its way to Colorado, with an incident last month in Centennial going viral. Oh, I watched this video. It was pretty funny. It's kind of wild. It's pretty funny. You gonna bring it? Are you gonna put it up? Uh, yeah, I'll play it. I'll play it right now. All right. Video showing three alleged shoplifters stealing five hundred dollars worth of laundry detergent from a supermarket, and a store clerk is taping everything, even as the suspects quickly load up the getaway car. Really, bro? You gotta resort to this? Economy's not that bad. As the suspects try to drive off, 
Watch as the quick-thinking Barola tears away the foil covering the license plate. What? Well, Why? So, for those of you guys not watching on Spotify. Oh, they got him. They got him. Yeah, there's a, uh, I don't know, I guess you'd call him a dork and a nerd. And they have a small SUV. They're pretty normal-looking humans. And they're just, like, shoveling laundry right. detergent inside they probably the They probably, like, think they're dumb and they didn't even take Tide that they, they like, gain. <laughs> no, Tide, I think Tide's the... Tides the jam. That's what you're taking, right? I think. Yeah, I think but I mean, were, were they taking gain or like some you know, low Kroger <laughs> like brand? What's well, the? so so this this guy, and this is inside the story. I'll, I'll finish reading it, but uh, the police are basically still searching for the two suspects who allegedly go by Robert and Bugsy. Some nice nice theft names. So Santino. Why is Robert a theft name? What's that? Why is Robert a theft name? Bob and Bugsy? Oh, well, oh yeah. Okay. Dude, that's, that's, that's the Tide crew, man. Okay. Uh, Santino Barillo, the employee who filmed the incident, caught the license plate and uploaded it to TikTok. He was allegedly fired by King Supers afterward for his involvement. Why would you fire that guy? Well, if, if he has rights to the video, he should be monetizing it, right? It went viral. Uh, I don't know how that... I don't know. Man... But well, still, they're not why supposed, so they're not supposed to chase anybody, engage with them at all. See, that's you know? ridiculous. Because what it does is it opens them like they'd rather lose a hundred to a thousand dollars in merchandise than have to deal with like a lawsuit and have to health care all those expenses. Right, somebody gets hurt, all that stuff. Right. Well, these or, got, or possibly shot, and killed. Then I mean, yeah, he's on. That's on the, on the job. You know. I mean these. They basically put aluminum foil on the back of the license plate, and this guy, oh, and he ripped it off. Santino, so like was like, "Hey, you know, like you can't steal our stuff," and then rips the uh, aluminum foil off and gets the license plate. So earlier this week, I mean, the policy. Going back to the policy, I think I, I get where the policy comes from, a like a corporate management standpoint, but it definitely, I think, ingrains in your employees. Well, I don't give a fuck what happens. You know? Well, yeah. Well, then you turn into San Francisco and. But I mean, you just, them. you don't really care about the company, so to speak. Just right. when, when do I get paid? Right. You know? That doesn't really incentivize. It, I mean, it doesn't build like a, probably a pride a good culture. Yeah. Well, earlier so this week. Could we, could we have a policy in the fire service? For what? Let's just say that you can't chase after. That's exactly patients. what our policy is now. No. Sure it is. It says don't chase after patients. Well, if they, there's if, no policy that says you shouldn't. No, but, but it's we should have a policy that says like you, if they're running, you can't. It's like they're stealing. Don't chase after the vandals. I will never. If you hey, listen, you call, we haul. But if you don't want to come with us, see ya. No, like so some random passerby called on you. Go ahead. Why would I chase you we down? Have a policy. There you go. You can, you can run. You're not a patient. Yeah, if you can run, clearly. You probably don't. And you're entitled to bad decisions, even sure. if the bad decisions are due to you doing some stupid thing. You made a bad decision to put your mind in a place where you're going to run off. See you. That's an easy point. See so you write that up. All right. Big I'll send it up next Big week. Big time captain. Uh, earlier this week, GoFundMe was organized for the Barillo family, um, trying to raise money for potential legal fees. They've had 900 donors. Oh, the guy who got yeah, fired. Yeah, the guy who got fired. So the incident in Centennial is shedding light on a crime that has bothered American grocery stores for about a decade. Really? 
the widespread theft of laundry detergent, predominantly Tide. Since 2012, uh, news outlets from national publications like New York Magazine, community newspapers have sounded the alarm on the phenomenon. The reason behind the laundry detergent right. theft varies. Here we go. It's an easy product to sell on Facebook Marketplace. It says... I'm not buying detergent off of... Whatever. Well, I, you know what? I bet you could probably get a better deal on it, which you're all about. All right. So uh, the, the jugs of detergent, right? Look up Facebook. Let's just say... Let's just say I, I know what they are. At Costco, right? I mean, I know this is okay. different, but like you get a Tide thing, you know, one of those... I don't know. What are they? Gallon jugs? Gallon and a half jugs? They're like 20 bucks. Right. Okay. The Costco brand is eighteen. You know. Look up right now on Facebook Marketplace how much stolen laundry detergent is. You think it's more? Well, clearly it's less, right? Let's look it up. Half price. All right. So we're, t- we're so half price. I still got to drive to some. You got to drive to the store. Yeah, but I'm gonna already go to the store. So now I have to make a special trip, which is let's just say it's ten miles. I mean, uh, two gallons of gas. There and back to go pick this up. Okay. All right. So that's eight bucks right there. What I'm if, right back to where I'm at. What if they deliver it? And to then you? if something's wrong with it, which who What's knows it? if they drain something out? Dude, these people are weird, right? So they're gonna take twenty ounces off of everyone, so you're not getting as much, just so they can fill another one and sell it. Thomas, this is a small business owner. All right. Aren't so you, don't you want to? So you're you right support? back to where you started from. Don't you want to support small business? <laughs> you're sixteen. You're right back. Sixteen bucks. You're right back to where you started from. All right. Uh, so it's an easy product to sell on Facebook Marketplace. It says Joy, Joe Moylan from the Aurora Police Department. Sounds familiar. So Wait. basically, uh, one sheriff's office in Louisiana called it the new currency on the street that's traded for drugs. <laughs> so you're, you're given a little bit of meth, okay, a little bit of clear, as they say on the streets, hey man, I, for I, some laundry charges. I'm a little short on cash today, but I... <laughs> I got some Tide Pods, man. I got some man. Pods. <laughs> little baggies. Remember, remember when eating the pod was like a, a thing? Dumb dumbs, man. What, what was that like? What were, the, what were the results of eating a Tide Pod? Tide Pod. I can't be good. You're shitting your what, pants. What would we call that? We'd call, we'd call that... Tide Pod like, Challenge. No, but like, um, like downfalls or re- repercussions? Side effects? Side effects. There we go. You're a paramedic. A bad one. A bad, well, we, that's been established. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, dysphagia. Hmm? It's trouble speaking. Hmm. Secondary to oropharyngeal and esophageal mucosal burns and ulcers. Yeah. That's some really concentrated Yeah, but you get followers soap. On, on the TikTok. So, did you ever get, <laughs> when you were younger, did you ever get soap in your mouth for, you know, your potty mouth? Uh, once, but there wasn't so a bar, you, right? so it wasn't a bar. My mom had the, uh, like whatever the liquid soap. Oh, I'm not saying man. that I won't. No, do. I, it happened to me. And yeah. I just remember, you know, like it's, it's just funny to think of get in here in the bathroom. And just uh, what was that uh, from the Christmas story? I yeah. That's, that's what I, I was yeah. thinking about, you know? Uh, but like eat this Tide Pod. <laughs> Why? Because I said so. Hey, man, that's all you got. That's all you got. Probably. It didn't help my potty mouth. No. Well, clearly. Maine woman punches bear that chased her dog and ends up with stitches. That's a woman from Maine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was wearing Birkenstocks for sure. Uh, Porter, Maine. A Maine woman was bitten by a bear in her backyard while defending her pet dog, necessitating a trip to the hospital for stitches. 
Uh, Lynn Kelly, 64. Punching bears. And around the block. And around the block. Seen a thing. Yeah. Was tending her garden in Porter when her dog took off into the woods, barking at something on Friday. Kind of dog. Doesn't say. Probably a little yapper. Gotta be, right? Yeah. Cooper ain't doing that. Uh, he probably... He probably is. He's a dummy. <laughs> He's going to run out like, there. Man, that's a big dog. He's going to like run out there all excited and then immediately 180. No, 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 t- no. Tail between his legs and he's going to be scooting back. Have you seen that movie Cocaine Bear? Uh-uh. It's worth it. It's pretty funny. Is it a comedy? Uh, it's like a horror comedy. Oh, okay. It's good. In short, the dog was racing back to the yards. Okay, so exactly what Cooper would do. Uh, with a black bear in hot pursuit. Kelly stood and made herself appear large which is recommended in black bear encounters. But instead of slowing, slowly retreating, she proceeded to confront the bear, which is not recommended. <laughs> the bear briefly latched onto Kelly's wrist after she punched the animal on the nose, and she received stitches from the wound. It is rare for someone to be bitten by a bear in Maine, even though the state has one of the largest black bear populations on the eastern seaboard. Encounters with bears can be reduced by removing, securing bird feeders, blah, blah, blah. So, do you I'm know... Impressed. Yeah. Just bop that thing on the nose? Yeah. I think I'd probably let it take my dog. I'd shoot it. Well, do you carry a gun around you all the time? In Maine, in the woods, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Not here in your neighborhood, though. No, I do. <laughs> I've got my permit. In your sweatpants? I, t- I go for runs, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. I got I to gotta defend. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. There are 40 bear attacks on humans worldwide every year. It's not that many. It's not that many. That's worldwide. Like a common misconception is that it's normally the female bears protecting their cubs. Okay. But the majority of them are like single males that are just out in the woods and you're up to no good, man. Up to no good, man. Like some Mortal Kombat growing up. Toxic masculinity strikes again. (laughs) Okay. It's not good, man. So do you know that like phrase if you're out in the woods and you see either a black or a brown bear? I don't see color, Craig. Okay, well, if you did, if you're, if it's brown, lay down. If it's black, fight back. Okay, so she did what she's supposed to do. Did what she black was supposed bear. to do. Yeah, if you have, if you come against like a grizzly bear, are you really gonna lay down? <sighs> I don't know, you know man. I don't know. Serious discipline. Yeah, you're supposed to like take your backpack and put it up over your neck because I guess they go for the neck, and then get your legs out wide so they can't flip you over. What if they just start like eating you over? Just like, <laughs> you okay. Can. You can't flip me over. Great. I'm just going to get your kidney from the backside. Also, I'm like a 1,000 pounds. Yeah, I think I could probably me flip you over. Exactly. <laughs> I'm anchored to the ground. You can't You can't flip me over. My ground game's awesome. I'm pooping my pants because nobody wants that. Oh, man. You know, like make yourself disgusting. So you shit all over yourself and yeah. wipe it all over yourself? Correct. That's what I'm going with. Can you? Oh. I do that before every hike just in case I come across one. You know? Wrangler quick growler. Okay, it's like some defense spray. Just saying, man. Shit spray, you know, like that liquid. Oh <laughs> yeah, liquid ass. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's, well, ten years ago, when somebody had it in the fire station, it was called liquid ass, and oh. it was horrible. They got it from like Sportsman's Warehouse or you know Bass Pro or whatever. What's it for? Like hunting? I have no idea. <laughs> it's for, you know what it's for? It's for firefighters fucking with it. <laughs> And putting and spraying it either on your coat collar or your David Clark headset um, microphone, you know, phone piece. Because then you're smelling that the entire day. I think I would do, if I was going to make a nasty smell, it would be like trailer park. 
No, like this Porterhouse. So, <laughs> this shit was so bad. Worse than that? It is so bad. Okay. It's liquid ass, dude. <laughs> yeah, but like some of the houses we go into smell way worse than that. No, no. This this it was just as bad. Just as potent. Oh yeah. All right. So I remember like we put it on one person's coat, you know, one day and the entire day, like what what's that smell? Like what is what smells back here? That's brutal, dude. Yeah. The whole day. They might have been new. Were you there when uh, someone brought in those smelling salts that they use for, like, working out? Um, I think you guys are messing with that, right? It was awful. I'm running on the treadmill, and someone came up behind me and shoved it in my face. <laughs> and I almost, almost fell off. Almost fell off. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty it was pretty good. bad. Uh, not nearly as bad as when you guys threw firecrackers in the pot right behind me. Oh, that was pretty funny. I almost had a heart attack. That's pretty funny. I do look over my shoulder quite a bit on the treadmill. There. <laughs> like every time a door opens, I'm like, who's fucking with me? Who's well, fucking with me? Well, the treadmill is facing the wall. Yeah. And so you can't see if someone's coming. But you can, you can like, you can hear things and yeah. you know. And I'm surprised nobody's fucked with me yet. Well, but there is potential for like serious injury though. Like you can't do, well, you know, like, well, you guys like certainly, fireworks. It certainly didn't <laughs> dissuade no. you guys from doing that to me. You're, you were young and healthy then. What am I now? Old and. Not healthy. That was like two years ago. Yeah, you've gone downhill. All right. We need to talk. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, AI can predict potential cardiac events in firefighters. Firefighters regularly risk their lives in dangerous situations, but most deaths occur on duty or not directly caused by fire or smoke inhalation. Instead, approximately 40% of on-duty fatalities come from sudden cardiac death. Now researchers at NIST, which is the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and their colleagues have used a form of AI known as machine learning to accurately identify abnormal cardiac rhythms in firefighters. Researchers hope their work will eventually lead to a portable heart monitor that firefighters could wear to catch early warning signs of heart trouble. So basically, it would, what they're trying to do is get like a chest strap and watch so that... This goes back to what I was saying earlier, Craig. It's, it's a cart before the horse. What do you mean? Let's solve the problem in front of us right now. Oh, One, the fats. Yes. Okay. Sleep, but like, we got to lose weight first. I agree with you, but I know finding, healthy, finding it knowing even a healthy person who's in the how heat many stress, but but how many sudden cardiac deaths are of like really healthy people. Oh, I'm, I don't know. You know, I'm sure the overwhelming majority is with overweight or obese, right? Uh, that makes sense to me. I don't know if that's yeah. it. Okay. But uh, 36 firefighters died on duty in 2022 from basically like sudden cardiac death. And so, you know, I think what they're trying to do is that if you have an abnormal rhythm that's starting, it will alert you. And then I guess you head over to the hospital. So I think it's cool. I'd wear one. Yeah. You know, I think it would be interesting because you're supposed to wear this 24 hours a day for your whole shift. Oh, shit. Okay. So even if you get back from a fire, you go to bed and sit, your, your ticker isn't working right, this thing should wake you up and then, you know. Shock you to wake you up? <laughs> yeah, it <to>, defibrillates <laughs> Yeah, that's how it wakes you up. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so they use data from 112 firefighters who uh, wore these... EKG machines on their shifts and then eight hours off duty the next day and basically also 
tracked like what they ate and how much sleep they were getting and all that sorts of stuff. Okay. So I think the more data we can get on how unhealthy our job is, even if you're a healthy person, you know, lack of sleep and stress and obviously the the stresses that come from working at a fire, I think it's I'm all for it. Yep. 